This is the Workplace Ninja podcast coming to you live from our summit in Baden with highlights, insights, and interviews. So welcome back at uh, our live stream and uh, we have new people on the table. Uh, still, this day we're talking about Intune, yep. a little bit about uh, security. We have Matthias and... Uh, and uh, Matthias and... Stefan. Stefan, yeah, Stef yeah, I think I'm not uh, um, But yeah, we have new, the second one, yeah. I need yeah, to, I yeah. Need <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not. You're <laughs> muted for a reason. Don't yeah, okay, either. so I will be gone. <laughs> no, 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 let's do that now. Um, well, we have new people on the table. Um, I find it hard to express your name. <laughs> All right, I'll introduce myself. Yeah. My name is Sangeeta Vishweshwaran. Most people call me Sangi. Um, I'm one of the directors of engineering in the Intune team. Intune. So we talk again about Intune. Of course. And we have... <laughs> I'm Lance. Lance. Yeah, Lance Crandall. I'm a PM lead on the Intune team, so I own a bunch of products on the suite. Yeah, excited to be here. Yes, th thanks for joining, uh, definitely. And uh, let's see, you had, all, uh, both, you had a session? Yes, me uh, and Lance just finished our session on Cloud PKI and MAMTAL. Cool. So yeah, we had a few sessions. So yeah, we had the Intune overview uh, session that happened earlier with Dilip and mm -hmm. Matt, Jason, and I. And then yeah, Lance is gone. And I talked three in a row today. Yeah, after yeah. this, I'm I'm done. This is great. So uh, done for all the three days. For, well, I will still show up, right? But yeah. you know, I don't have to give any more presentations. He doesn't so. have to get back on stage. Lucky Ninja Summit. Yeah, lucky, lucky. But on the other hand, uh, there are lots of customer meetings as well. There are. Yep. So there's still plenty to do. So uh, you don't you don't sit back. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no rest for the weary for sure. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the, the session uh, that, that you gave. What was the main message that you have uh, given to the people attending that session about Cloud PKI? We talked about already uh, a bit about Cloud PKI with um, the others. I'm lost, completely lost. <laughs> no worries. It's, there's a lot of people. Yeah, Steve, Steve and Ramya, and also with uh, with Dilip and with uh, yeah. with Matt. Yeah. Uh, but the key message within the session. What was that? What was that all about? Yeah. So I, I think the key thing is, you know, um, we we kind of explained the history of PKI and and why PKI is just super complicated. Like what was interesting is we kind of just asked the audience, like, who here has a PKI? And literally almost everyone raised their hands. Yep. And that's amazing, right? Like it's just funny because like. PKI is not like the super sexy technology, right? It's like 20, 30 plus years old, right? But the thing is, it's so foundational to what companies do when it comes to security, uh, seamless authentication and those types of things that it's critical that you get it right. And the slide that we kind of show talks about all the different pieces that that are made up in a PKI, like rolling something out or maintaining it, right? That you have to have experts that understand that. And not everyone's a PKI expert, right? Because uh, it's, it's super complicated. And then, you know, you have to make sure that you set up the PKI itself, right? So there's a lot of stuff you have to do with like security compliance, uh, you know, CRL distribution points to kind of, you know, determine when certificates are revoked. Uh, you have to deal with like, you know, all the compliance standards under the covers, um, you know, what are the security best practices on and on, you know, exposing a way to even deploy the certificates, which, you know, often is uh, what we call SCEP. And, uh, you know, that's part of like the, the whole end as server role. 
um, you know, in, in Windows Server. And so you, you kind of take all these pieces together and it's, it's just really complicated for customers to, to maintain that. And it's not the exciting work, right? Like exciting work's like cool stuff like AI or making user experiences better. So like having a team that has to manage that and deal with it and is just really complicated. So basically what the message is, is we've taken away all the complexity, right? And so with our new managed PKI solution, our, our goal is to make it like, you know, like the easy button, right? Like uh, the, the demo that we show is pretty, I think it's pretty awesome. You know, I guess I'm a little biased here, but you know, uh, you know, basically to set this up, you go into Intune, you're gonna, you know, create a, a root PKI, you're gonna set up an issuing PKI that's now, you know, associated with that root, and then deploy it, you know, deploy certificates to your devices, that's it. So like we handle all the SCEP infrastructure for you, we manage all the security behind the scenes, it's all tied to like, you know, hardware HSMs and whatnot, and so, you know, the security is all there, the compliance is all there, you know, it's all scalable in the cloud, and you don't have to worry about any of it. And so that's really like, I guess, the power message that we're trying to get there is that, you know, this is a solution that's super easy for you to deploy. Um, maybe one other thing, sorry, I'm talking a lot here. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, the point of the podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So the other thing I was just going to call out is just that, like, you know, one of the other things is, like, since everyone raised their hand, you know, in the, the session talking about how, um, you know, they already have a PKI infrastructure, well, how is this managed PKI solution beneficial for me? Because I already have a PKI, right? Uh, maybe I've already gone through some of that pain. Well, I think the real benefit there is that we're going to have a way for you to what we call cross-sign your certificate in the cloud, right? So if you already have a root CA, you can now cross sign that with an issuing CA in the cloud. And now we handle all the infrastructure for you. So all the SCEP, all the, the security, all that kind of stuff for you. And you can just go lock your, your root PKI in a closet and not have to ever think about it again. You can take down all your infrastructure on-prem and just not worry about it. So you know that's really where the power is, is that even if you have a solution, you can still totally take advantage of this. Now extend that to the cloud, take advantage of the power of the cloud and not have to manage it or worry about it anymore. Yeah, and that was what we talked this morning uh, uh, with, with Ramya and Steve, um, how many people are actually still maintaining and deploying PKI environment? I've done it in the past, yeah. but how difficult is it and how many people are have the knowledge to realize that nowadays? I don't think there are that many. No. Yeah, the pool is dwindling small. Yep. Yeah. But the show of hands today, there are a lot of people who've set it up and who are still maintaining and managing it. So putting, making it go into the cloud takes it off their hands. Yeah. yeah. And the question is, do they no. do it right? Are they actually right. treating <laughs> the CA as a domain controller with all the hardening yep. and yeah. security around it? Because uh, installing a, a CA is not that difficult. It's a, a server role. But doing all the it. yeah, doing all the extra things, uh, taking it offline and having an issuing CA. Right. I think a lot of companies don't even realize that they need to do that. Yeah. yeah. And what happens if that gets compromised? Right. You've yeah. given up the keys to the kingdom, basically. You know, now I can authenticate to all of your stuff and get on your network or get you know get access to your applications. And so yeah, you're you're 100 right, Peter. You, you've got to get it right. Yeah. What what does cloud PKI? What what does it do with Tunnel, uh, the other topic uh, within within your session, yeah, because I think there is a there is a uh, there, there is a relation between them, I guess. So there's, oh, go ahead, Donkey. Finish your thought. 
Oh yeah, well, you go ahead. You're right. I've yeah. been talking I, too much. I don't know. No, it's okay. I I don't know if I'm going to say this the relation to it, but the whole s making it all secure, right? Ultimately, it goes into how are we using Intune for our secure productivity, and that's kind of the theme of our talk. And part one of it was where we spoke about remote help and EPM, and the second part of it we spoke about cloud PKI and MAM tunnel, and that's where MAM tunnel fits in, right? It is use your VPN and especially corporate resource access. How can you go use a secure way to go connect from your mobile devices both Android and iOS? And that kind of the relation. Uh, that's, that's what I mean, because when I set up a tunnel, I can use that certificate uh, to authenticate that I am who I am. Isn't it? So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a little bit different. So one of the kind of unique things we did with um, tunnel in general is that instead of just using like a username and password that's maybe with some, you know, identity system that's not um, Entra or using modern authentication, um, we, we actually made it integrate with, in, with AAD. And so the better Entra now, sorry, I'll, I'll get the yeah. name right yeah. one of these days. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so the benefit of that was, one, there's already an identity system in the cloud, so you don't have to have some on-prem you know, identity system you have to spin up. And then the other thing is, you know, it didn't require certificates, um, although you can certainly authenticate with a certificate if you want. It's just not like the, uh, I don't know how I say it, the, the old school way of authenticating with a certificate directly to the like gateway server. It now is like authenticating to Azure Active Directory. And Peter, you called it out. Like one of the real big benefits of that is strong identity, right? And so now I can also do, you know, enforce it through conditional access. I can have MFA or I can have, uh, you know, even block access if you're not compliant with uh, resources. And so I think that conditional access and, you know, modern authentication, strong authentication play is what's really critical there. And Sangi hit it on the head. Like, you know, it's all about secure access to resources, whether that's through your authentication method, through a tunnel that's secure, you know, all those types of things are super important. Uh, even remote help, you know, which is one of the other topics we talked about today. Um, it's all about, you know, uh, the strong uh, uh, strong authentication, zero trust model, like all that kind of stuff is built into all these solutions. Yeah, and today you discussed the, the tunnel solution for without enrollment, right? It's like we had a tunnel solution already for enrolled devices where you need to deploy a VPN profile, you need to set up, of course, the tunnel um, uh, uh, configuration in, um, in Docker and Linux. That's something you need to do, uh, but now we also have that for unenrolled devices. Unenrolled devices, which is pretty cool. So from un unenrolled um, to understand, that's for uh, mobile devices where I'm using uh, ma 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 exactly. mobile application yeah. management. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then that application that I use, that is can use a tunnel to access an, yeah. an so Edge itself my own will, application. will connect to the tunnel instance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the cool things there is is that um, you know you can integrate our MAM tunnel solution with your line of business applications, but we also worked with the Edge mobile team to integrate it directly into Edge. And so the really cool benefit there is Edge is kind of like an enterprise level browser, right? An enterprise grade browser. You can configure it, you can manage it, you know, all those types of things. And now you can deploy that to your devices or, or have them install it on in the case of unenrolled devices and the tunnel will just instantly work, assuming yeah. you have you know your tunnel gateway course, set yeah. up. But yeah. at that point, you know you're instantly browsing on-prem. And on on top of that, the benefit is since Edge is already integrated with our MAM SDK, at that point now you have app protection policies too, right? So you know the, one of the biggest concerns we hear from customers is that you know they're they're scared of a BYO program because they don't want to lose you know access to you know their their data leak mm -hmm. or something. And so by integrating into Edge with the enterprise browser capabilities, the app protection policies, and now tunnel, you have a seamless solution back on-prem that has app protection policies around that. And that, that part's super easy to deploy. 
Yeah, and I think it's good to see uh, the movement in, in uh, the direction uh, regarding BYOD because that is a huge request that I get from customers support BYOD in more scenarios than we have nowadays. Yeah. So it's good to have that extension as well. Yeah. Um, and probably there will be near in the future, but let's, yeah. see what, what, let's see what the, what the future brings. And this way you just have to have your one device, right? You don't have to have your corporate device. You don't right. carry two phones in your, in your pockets. Uh, yeah. And then the, the tunnel solution that uh, I don't know if Lance did mention, but you actually switch the profiles and you get different experiences in the profiles. You yeah. have your own personal profile. You can go access the internet how you want, but once you have in a corporate profile, then tunnel kicks in and for corporate resources, then you go through the secure channels. So you have it both. And from yeah, from the end user experience, that's smooth. Smooth, exactly. Yeah. Um, another topic within is remote help. We, we stick to that uh, in a few seconds. Um, but endpoint analytics is also part of Indian Suite, uh, and we talk about Indian Suite at the moment. Um, what about endpoint analytics? What so can what, what is it? What can we do with it? You get a preview of our session tomorrow then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so endpoint analytics is already part of the suite, but we've been enhancing the experience we've had. What we have on the suite right now is got uh, the anomaly detection aspect of it. So app crashes, uh, something crossed the apps to crash. Lots of apps are crashing in my environment, and I don't know why. So somebody is going to detect it and tell us. So this is where proactively detecting things in your environment is where we are focusing for endpoint analytics. So if I give you a theme of what our endpoint analytics story is going to be is comprehensive visibility. Something's happening in your environment. Let me get visibility into what's happening in my environment. And then intelligent insights, okay, so you gave me the data, you gave me what's happening in my environment, what do I do with it, right? So give some intelligent insights saying, wait, 20 apps were crashing suddenly, and the insights you get is you installed app version X, and since app version X got installed, 8,000 app, 8,000 devices have been experiencing this crash. So you get the insights, and you also say things like in the new feature that we just introduced, which is called device cohorts. Not only we say that this happened, we also group the devices and say, whether we found a common factor, we have a new version of Chrome on this device, and this device has this driver. So when you this have all of AI. these things that interact yeah. and figure out, and AI actually comes into play yeah. here, this is not something we could probably sit there for days and write thousand queries and come to the same conclusion. Yes, who has the time? And obviously, we're not <laughs> going to do it. That's where the power of AI yeah. kicks in. And you know, in seconds, you can actually see that this is the commonality. Go troubleshoot it, figure it out. So you got that part of it. Then what do you do? You figure it out. You can run a script. You can proactively remediate. So this is where the actionable part of it comes. Yeah. That's the third aspect of analytics. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And with the, with the existing features, it's already awesome. And I think it's one of the I don't know how to say it in proper English, but uh, one of the features that is uh, the least used by customers for some reason. Bec and I always position this as uh, you as an IT department can help your users proactively. If you see, okay, this, look at it once a week or once a month and see which device has the most blue screens or the most app crashes, reach out to the user, come in and, and you get a new device because your device is not uh, functioning correctly. That's proactive. Um, the user most likely doesn't call the service desk anymore because the things are, well, it's normal. It's how it must be, but it, it isn't. Hmm. And endpoint analytics provides such uh, yeah, enormous uh, information. 
100% agree. Yeah. I just heard before our session, uh, Per, who is our customer experience mm -hmm. PM, he was on the customer call with one of our customers, and he actually said, they they use endpoint analytics, and they said they were able to diagnose 1,500 blue screens and root cause it so fast with endpoint analytics that they could fix it within a day. So, you know, that you are absolutely yeah, right. Awesome. Power of endpoint yeah. analytics is huge. You're scratching the surface. Um, we do hope that it's just not right now, as you see, endpoint analytics is a group of reports, right? We have different reports. There's app crash, there's a boot perf, which is like blue screen of death yeah. and stuff like that. But we are also planning to integrate it across all of Intune. So it'll be as part of Intune apps and updates and compliance so that it's not just some corner of the product where yeah. it is a, you know, one, five reports put together. It's going to be more integrated where you see it in all of Intune. And if that, that data is all, uh, it's available, the, the data is there. It's so if, if you have, yeah, you can do a report, AI, uh, uh, maybe uh, next, and then you have all the information and you can proactively do stuff for for your users. And if you don't want to do that, I, I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> what, what about support? Yeah, happy users is always good, right? <laughs> that, that's and what we want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a good advertisement for your IT department. Yeah, look. Yeah, got Definitely a new laptop. Goal, yeah. 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 yeah, because I had issues and I didn't even know it. And that was uh, that. That's endpoint analytics. So uh, maybe two less used already. So uh, if look into that. If 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 you have maybe not a problem as a an end user or uh, an MSP or whatever, but ha you you have to look into this yeah, area exactly. because yeah. it definitely can help. Yeah. Um, help uh, remote help can also help. Uh, to support to support people. Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> what about remote help? Uh, that was one of the first things appearing in Intune Suite, I guess. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like uh, you know, we kind of kicked off the process for building remote help and the case for remote help back when COVID hit. And you know, kind of the reasoning behind that was you know suddenly everyone is starting to work from home so they may have had some sort of on-prem you know remote assistance solution uh, you know whether that was sccm or you know beyond trust or what you know some other competitor right but like uh you know th th that was all kind of like on-prem solutions and so as these windows users started moving you know home or some other location coffee shops who knows you know they needed some way to still get support they didn't just stop having issues right and so uh, that was really why we focused on yeah. windows and a remote assistance solution and so what we wanted to do is make sure that was you know something that was really easy to configure and roll out we didn't want it to be some six-month project for an IT department to figure out how to do this and so we built it all in the cloud made it highly scalable and then we also wanted to make it really secure so the two kind of main principles were security and usability because you don't want to have a solution when someone's already frustrated to make that you know very very painful for them to get connected and and have that kind of an experience so from the security side of things you know we made it so that you know it ties into conditional access so you can make sure that the helper is who they say they are so you're not giving away like privileged access you know it's it's tied into entry id as well um you know all those types of things uh, we also tied it into device compliance which was kind of a really interesting thing um where you know people set device compliance policies on their devices, but you know if that device isn't compliant, that actually could be a security risk just by someone even connecting to that device and taking control. Maybe they enter some alternate credentials or something, and so you know we bring that compliance experience to the front so that they can see, hey, this device isn't compliant, mm. um, or it awesome. is, and so before they even get to the desktop, they can make a good security decision. Because usually help desk is very you know time to mitigation focused, which is great, but that means sometimes they're not necessarily thinking about security, and so this kind of helped bring that to the forefront. 
different. So, so yeah, we've got a lot of customers that are starting to roll out remote help um, in their organizations and just seeing a lot of benefits, how easy it is to set up. You know, it's, it's not, a, not a long project. You just deploy the app and you're good to go, basically. And yep. it's all tied to your organization, role-based access control, and you can launch it even from the Intune console now, which is great. So now it's just a much more seamless experience for both the helper and the share. And I had a few customers who implemented it. Um, in the past, we need to do that with TeamViewer, for example. And then uh, remote help came yeah. in. Uh, it was much more easier to enable for customers. Yeah. And, and that really helps. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, other topics? No, that's too long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But what what I see within the Intune suite, uh, we uh, we get a, we will get a lot of tools uh, to help our end users uh, to get more insights to do some specific use cases with tunnel with that. I think there are a huge benefit of the Intune suite. Uh, so if if you still not using it and you have not the insights with endpoint analytics, for example, I. I think you need to dive into and see what it is and how it can help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I think um, you know really the goals of the suite are really around like security and simplicity, right? And that's really what the goals are, and help you help you save money. Um, yeah. You know, I think as we see customers starting to look at the suite more holistically, you know, we still have a little bit to de to deploy on a roadmap, a couple of applications that we still need to, or uh, you know, products that we need to get out. But we're super close, and so you know, I think as you look at the suite holistically, it really makes a lot of sense for orgs. Like as I talk to customers and and ask what they're kind of using today from those feature sets, from you know maybe a competitor or something to that effect, or something even they built themselves sometimes. You know, it's it's almost four to four of the six are already in use. And so like thinking of something that's super tied to the Microsoft 365 infrastructure, which, you know, most customers are already utilizing, whether it's from identity or, you know, office apps, et cetera, and it just all ties together. It just makes it a much more, you know, seamless experience for them to manage and maintain and get, you know, visibility as well. Yeah. And it tells something. Uh, if you see how much sessions are on this event are about Intune Suite and all the, the, the products that, that are in there, yeah, that's that say something. Yeah. So hey, if you can be here and you're on the live stream or <laughs> <laughs> listening to the recording uh, afterwards, uh, probably uh, there will be a next one next year. Uh, yep. you and we'll have more. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I think there are also a lot of online resources, right? Uh, you did a launch about Intune Suite last year. Um, that's also being maintained if there's yeah. new information. So yeah, absolutely. Good to look into that. And like Songi said, you know, we're not just going to stop once we launch stuff, uh, right? There's so much real value that we want to continue to add. And, you know, we can't obviously share everything in our backlog publicly right now, but it's like, it's pretty exciting, all the stuff that we have. And, and so, you know, I think if you pay attention to our Ignite conference coming up as well, you know, we shared a lot here at the Ninja Summit, which was great. We're really grateful for the forum here and, and, and all the customers and, and hosts uh, for us as well. That was great. Um, there'll be more at Ignite and just we'll continue to, you know, grow the suite and grow the value for customers. Yeah, so many Thanks for joining us and talk, uh, joining us and and talk about this stuff because it's yeah, it's it's awesome to see the direction uh, where we move into the the, the announcements that are made. Isn't it? I think times. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So awesome. thanks. Thank you. Thank you both. And um, yeah, maybe yeah, we will meet up later, and uh, <laughs> otherwise we yeah we will join in uh, later again. Perfect. Thank you. Right. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. it.